Hello and welcome to season one of Let's Talk Games. I am one of your hosts, Abby. And I'm the other one, Anthony. In this season we are unpacking and unraveling Final Fantasy VII. This is about episode 10 and it is my first ever playthrough. It is not, however, Anthony's first playthrough. It's like his seventh or something. Wild like that. It is my seventh or eighth playthrough, but we are going through stuff that I don't remember at all. Yeah, last time you played it you were a kid. Yeah, I haven't played it in a long time. So, we kick off this episode having just... Rumble wants to join in. Just met Chocobookers for the first time. Yes, what did you describe them as in the last episode? Flamingo alpacas, and yes. I am standing, You're standing by, by it. it. They're the best things that's ever happened to me, let's be honest. <laughs> did you notice like the surfer dude music that plays when you go to catch one? Yeah, what do you think of awesome. that? Just, it's just the best. <laughs> Love it so much. So yeah, we kicked off by catching a chocobo. And then we were following Sephiroth's trail through the swamp, because yeah. chocobos can do that. And we had to use a chocobo because I tried to challenge the Midgar Zone last time. And I remember beating it at this point in the game as a kid, but I could not do it as an adult. I kind of wonder if your 13-year-old fantasy <laughs> led you to believe. I don't, I definitely did it, but we, we crossed using the, the chocobo, and then you get across the lake, and you discover something quite alarming. Yeah, the Midgar Zolum is impaled by a tree. And I kind of love this because somebody, I can't remember who, was like, did Sephiroth do this? Yeah, I think it's uh, Barrett Swears as well, which is great. Yeah. But like, duh. Who else would do this? Yeah. And it's also, it's another just very like elegant way of displaying to you that Sephiroth is not mm-hmm. to be messed with. Like, you can try and fight the Midgar Zolum, and at least in my case, he kicked my ass. Whereas Sephiroth just took him on, no problem. Yeah. Just as a little note, just now, you might have noticed over the last few episodes we change referring to who's playing, and that's just because we take turns. Yeah, I was just playing through this bit because battles and stuff were not that exciting for Abby right now. Yeah, uh, this is maybe my favourite bit of dialogue so far, Mm -hmm. when all the characters discuss the impaling of the Midgar Zolum, Mm -hmm. because Barrett very eloquently says... Sephiroth is strong. <laughs> yeah, he does. He just says it. It's just a speech bubble. <laughs> Sephiroth is strong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. It's just like Cloud saying that he is sad. <laughs> <laughs> Tifa. I actually put Tifa thinks it's amazing. Abby thinks it's pretty grim. <laughs> I like that. I didn't write anything. I literally <laughs> just wrote Denzel. <laughs> yeah, I just love Tifa being like, it's amazing. Really? Is it? Is it? <laughs> So going past the Midgar Zolum, you enter the Mithril Mines, which are referenced in Calm, as where the minor guy who was drunk in the bar used to work. And they're not that exciting. There's like a little dragon you fight in the random battles, there's some loot, and then eventually you meet the Turks. Yeah. And yeah, you run into Rude, and Cloud is like, oh, these are the Turks, they're just kidnappers. Although, <laughs> apparently I can't spell, and I put that they were kidnappers. Kidnappers. In my nose. <laughs> it's probably a lot scarier than a kidnapper. We're ending kids. <laughs> And, I, and Rude's like, no, we do more than that now. Yeah, like, we're so much better now. You don't even know. It just kind of reminds me of that, like, very incompetent schoolyard bully. Yes, just like, that is the Turks. Like, but as an organisation. You don't even know how good I am. Yeah. My dad is, like, an astronaut. He literally says that. He's like, just wait until you meet Rude. He's got a new weapon and he's going to take you out. Yeah. He's literally, my dad is bigger than your dad, the video game. Yeah. And then they introduce the new recruit for the Turks, who just fits the profile of an incompetent person perfectly. I kind of enjoyed this a little bit, because at least it was a woman. Yeah. Like, the go. Turks know who women are. <laughs> this might be the first, apart from Scarlet, I think she's the, the second female um, enemy that we've encountered in this game. Yeah. 
Unless you count Genova, but is Genova female? Uh, eye nipples. <laughs> well, big boobs, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, um, yeah. There was so much of this I enjoyed. She said she got promoted. And I'm like, what's below the turks? <laughs> what are you getting promoted She's probably into? like a cop or something. Or a triad <laughs> member or something. But she seems too nice to be like a gangster. Yeah. Like that's the one thing about Elena that maybe hasn't come through in her character yet because you've have not met her. She does seem to be a lot nicer than the rest of the Turks. Are the Turks meant to be like corrupt police officers? I think they're supposed to be a bit like the Gestapo. Oh. But like with a Japanese bent. Or an Asian bent. Like oh. they're the secret police. That's what I always got from them. Especially what they start to do now compared to what they did in Midgar because like as Ruda alludes to they have new goals and one of them is to get in your way. Yeah. But I they don't of, fight you here. Kind of enjoyed this because Elena just tells you all their plans. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, we're after Sephiroth, but we're also here to stop you going after Sephiroth. And Sephiroth went to Junon Harbour, which you've never heard of before. But now you're going there. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my notes, she's an idiot, but at least she has cool hair. <laughs> and Sang, what I quite like the way Sang doesn't just chew her out, isn't like shouting or anything. He's just like, go and write your report and think about what you've done. <laughs> she's like, Okay. I actually wrote Daddy Sang. <laughs> I did actually, apparently she did, because I, I wrote here, um, Sang tells her to shut up. So maybe he does actually chew her out. Yeah, I can't really remember. You head to Juno Harbour. On the way there, we went to Fort Condor. Condor. And I was like, oh, look, it's a tower defence game. <laughs> it is literally a tower defence game with really bad graphics. So we've been playing a lot of tower defence games in our house just now. Yeah. So we've been playing Dungeon Master? Dungeon, Dungeon Warfare. Warfare. Dungeon Warfare. Technically Dungeon Warfare 2. Yeah, I've been playing Dungeon Warfare 1. So I just found it kind of amusing that we were playing more Dungeon Warfare. Do you know, what, do you know what's really funny? That might be the first ever tower defense game. Ooh. Oh, it's raining. You might hear the rain in the podcast. It's raining really heavily. Hey, you'd be friends with Barrett. <laughs> Captain Obvious. Yes. Well, the, the listeners might not know what that noise is. Yeah. I get so jealous of all these podcasts I listen to where there's like no background noise. Because they've got like an actual recording studio. We have a kitchen. Our entire life is background noise. <laughs> it really is. Um, we try, guys. Yeah. This podcast comes from the heart. It does. It comes from the heart. We. Um, so I tried to do Fort Condor because I remember getting something quite special. I'm not telling Abby what it is. Um, and again, I remember as a kid, I leave the Mithra Mines, I go to Fort Condor, I do the mini game, I get the reward, I move on to Junon. I couldn't do it. So it might have been because I wasted all of my money on rock throwers, which I really shouldn't have done. Um, but I didn't have enough money to win the challenge, so I didn't get the reward, and I was out of money. So I kind of wonder if the reason you could do this when you were a kid is because you just played it six times back to back. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. So I will have to go back there at some point, but it's too late now. Um, so we left Fort Condor for the moment, and we moved on to Junon. So when we get there. Cloud says, oh, what happened to this town? It's a bit run down. And I was like, that's a bit, a bit rich rude. coming from you, I Mr. Was, Midgar. As we were approaching Junon as well, I was like, look, Abby, look at what this is. And she's like, what is that? And then I was like, it's a gun. <laughs> I'm a bit like, it's a penis. <laughs> it basically is a, the town's penis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or President Shinra's, if you want to like take the analogy a bit further. Yeah, so we all know what you're compensating for with us. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the town underneath the actual Junon Harbour, and I think you struggled to understand that there was a town above, and yeah. this town was below. Yeah, I really did, I don't know why. 
It was just it it, it it's not very well explained at all. Like it's a bit like Midgar, like especially with stupid Cloud with his floating city analogy. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's not a floating city; it's a city of pillars. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, ruined me forever. Yeah. I just imagine Midgar is like a floating pizza above another town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I thought they travelled in between cities. <laughs> the railway lines are just floating in the air. Um, so yeah, we we bumbled around the town for a bit. Is it really a railway though, or is it just a lift? It's a railway. Oh, but it could be a lift. I see what you mean. It's a lift. It's, yeah, it's a lift. It's a lift. But railway lines are cool. Well, we add ask real questions on this podcast. <laughs> Challenging the, the writing of Final Fantasy VII, like what, like 25 years after it came out? Railway elevator. You decide. <laughs> um, so we bubbled around the town for a bit and then yeah. we met Priscilla and Mr. Dolphin. Before we did that, oh. um, we just we talked to a few little Oh yeah, there were some randos. Um, Anthony never takes any notes on any of this, and I basically take notes on every time a player or person moves in the game. <laughs> First of all, there was a tartan rug in the weapon shop. Yes, you under the tartan rug. And I was like, Viva la Scotland! Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, being Scots living in Australia, I get inordinately excited. Whenever you see anything Scottish anything related. Anything remotely. So, Abby once met a person from Glasgow on the street and they hugged yeah it was mutual <laughs> we were very excited um actually even today i was with one of my friends phoning some other guy about indoor soccer that we play and the guy who answered the phone was scottish <laughs> and the entirety of our conversation was eh that shut down and we went oh sorry and he went bye and then we got off the phone and i was like he was scottish, scottish. i just spoke to another scottish person <laughs> It's a small thing. <laughs> We've got a Scottish reception at work, so I get to speak to a Scottish person every day. <laughs> you never do. <laughs> what um, else did you find in the town? So, we also spoke to somebody that spoke to us about how the Shinra village, Shinra building killed all the fish. Yeah. And because I did not understand how the village was built at this point, I thought that Midgar had killed all the fish in Junon Harbour. <laughs> and I couldn't work out how that happened. No, I totally understand why you were so confused. <laughs> wow, that's some. <laughs> Midgar Harbour is so. Like, I'm sorry. Midgar City is so far away. Exactly. And it's not even next to the water. No. I was like, is it. Like the wastage? <laughs> is that the problem? How do they know it's directly related to Midgar? Oh, no, there's. Another city. Right above where we yeah. currently are. Um, and then we went out to the beach. And met Priscilla and Mr. Dolphin. Yeah. Which is a very nice little scene where this little girl has a whistle and she's got a dolphin that does tricks. And then a zombie fish arrived. So I liked it because she was like, I am Priscilla. That's yes, right. Like, she spelled her name out. Did she just want her to spell her name? <laughs> <laughs> or phoneticize her name. Yeah. Because that's what little kids do when they've learned how to spell their names and they have long and complicated names. They do like break it into syllables because they can spell each individual syllable Priscilla and then she said to the dolphin okay now you say it and I was like oh <laughs> and, like and the, then it's all ruined yeah I like the dolphin is Mr. Dolphin yeah um, but yeah then a zombie fish shows up and um, I wrote in my notes we fought Gyarados <laughs> <laughs> basically it's a, basically a Gyarados um, and we fought and we beat it and then Priscilla is dead yeah and this random old man... He just shows up and he's like, you, perform CPR. And then this bit was super weird. Because Cloud's like, do you mean mouth to mouth? She's just a little girl. And I was like, 
What does that have to do with show, anything? Surely that's more reason to save her. Yeah. Like, oh, just because she's a little girl, does she not get CPR? Yeah. Are you being like, oh, that's weird, giving her mouth-to-mouth because she's a kid? Because it's... I'm hoping it's just bad translation. Yeah. It has to be. Let's hope. Okay, and then the CPR lasts for... Ever. This is my endearing memory of this minigame. It always takes forever to give her. And I don't know what the right thing to do is. Do you like fill your lung? It's, for those of you, I don't know if anyone's listened to this who hasn't played the game, but you have to like fill your lung meter with air and then you push a button to expel the air into Priscilla. And I don't know if you're supposed to. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if. I actually don't know. Wow, I actually don't know if you're first aid trained. <laughs> Have you first aid trained? Not for a long, long, long time. <laughs> wow, we're taking new steps in our relationship. <laughs> Rumble. Well, I am first aid trained. And that is not how CPR works. <laughs> it's not how CPR works at all. I know that much. Um, but like, like do, I, do I fully inflate my lung meter? Or do I take a little bit of it or half? So. If you try and give somebody CPR like this, they will die. <laughs> Especially when you're like... <gasps> Like he just inhales for Not hours. Not any like chest compression. <laughs> Nothing, but that thankfully, would have been a better midi- mini game. It was like timing the chest compression. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's such a weird mini game. But Cloud does deliver the CPR, or it's not even CPR, is it? He delivers the light, the breath of life, basically. And Priscilla comes back to life. Um, and then everybody decides to have a seep. No, yeah, we got to sleep. This random old lady is like, yeah, come into my house with a convenient three, three beds. beds. Um, so everyone has a sleep, and Cloud has another flashback. Yeah. Um, well, not even a flashback, from... just a flash. Mm-hmm. The flash gun is like, that reminds me. They tuned I have written all the dialogue down. Good. And then the voice of Cloud goes, oh, you again? Who are you? You'll find out. But more importantly, five years ago, Nibelheim? When you went to Mount Nebel... Tifa was your guide, right? Yeah. Surprised me. But where was Tifa other than that? She didn't feature in the flashback at all, apart from the bits where she was actively being the guide Mm -hmm. or crying over her dead father. Yeah. So she says, the flash says, I don't know. It was a great chance for you two to see each other again. Why couldn't you see each other alone? And then it says, oh... Cloud's like, oh, I can't remember clearly. And then the final bit is try asking Tifa. And then do you know what you said out loud? Is Tifa dead? (laughs) (laughs) You actually said that on the sofa. (laughs) I wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) I think we just found our episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Another clickbaity episode title. (laughs) Because you know what? Tifa's fetching hat isn't raining really well compared to our other episode titles. That's because it wasn't clickbait. (laughs) So... (laughs) So far, our, like, best episode titles have been random stuff Abby says while we play the game. Yeah, which is the theme I want to stick to for naming future episodes. Um, um, when we play the game, my brain and my mouth are not necessarily communicating. <laughs> Sometimes I surprise myself. With There's no filter. Um, conveniently, when Cloud wakes up, Tifa's in the room. Mm-hmm. And you can ask her about it. And she says she doesn't remember Nibelheim. Like, she doesn't remember that period of her life she forgot it all which is very convenient it's either both her and Cloud have weird memories like something's missing it's all a fake memory implanted by Sephiroth and none of that happened okay none of it like no battle 
Nibelheim imploded. Mm-hmm. Or she's lying. Or she's lying. Which is more likely, but less fun. And this is a Japanese role-playing game. <laughs> so who knows? It'll be the secret third option. <laughs> um... It's a dragon. Yeah, when it's probably is. Look, this is a Final Fantasy game. It probably is a dragon. Um, when you come out of the little house that you stayed in, Priscilla comes out of her house and starts walking down the stairs. And all you could focus on, first we said, oh, "I'm glad the girl's good," and you went, "Why are her feet so big?" She's, I've never noticed this before. And then you, then you said, "She's like Donald Duck." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, every character in this game has massive feet. You've just not noticed yet." So the game might be entirely ruined for me because I spent the rest of this time just watching people's feet as they walked along. Then Priscilla gives you a pendant called Shiva, which Rabbi doesn't know what it is yet, and I haven't shown her. Um, and Shiva, like God of War, maybe God of War. Yep, S H I V A. Yeah, like God yep. of War. Um, and then she gives you her whistle so that you can use Mister Dolphin to jump up to the city above rather than taking the lift which is guarded by Shinra soldiers. I also love this bit because they were like, okay, we need to do a climb of the high voltage electrical (laughs) tower cloud. Yeah, they all just turned to cloud. (laughs) It's great. I also quite liked after that little cutscene, everyone kind of broke up in the town to do their thing. Mm -hmm. Barrett goes and speaks to the old man who told us about the dead fish and you can actually see them conversing with each other and then Tifa and Harris go off to one side and just like... Have a chat. <laughs> Which is, I just like, it's all these little ancillary details I never noticed when I was younger that just bring a little bit more life to the world. Mm-hmm. Like it makes ca- all the difference yeah. when your characters have their own life. Yeah, and you feel like they're all interacting with each other and they know what's going on and like, you know, maybe Tifa's filling Eris in and stuff like that. Um, so it only took us four attempts to get up the beam with Mr. Dolphin. It wasn't too frustrating. Yeah, it's pretty good. Probably my rec, actually like the record for the most because mm-hmm. I remember doing it as a kid and it's taken a long time. And then we get up to Junon Airport and at this point, Abby... Still didn't really know where we were or how Junon was organized. And we kind of have a, a blanket of like, we don't tell each other stuff while we're playing the game. Like, you you just won't ask me what Junon Harbor is because you want to try and interpret it yourself. So I didn't even realize how confused you were. Because you're like, where did this... You actually were asking me like, why are you in an airport now? Where did the airport come from? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of got it as this went on. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just dumb. <laughs> I just can't follow a simple game. You know that Rufus is coming for a sort of military parade. That's right. When you woke up from the house, parade music was playing and mm-hmm. someone told you in the town, oh, Rufus is coming. You get a disguise, which is the... You don't even get a disguise. Cloud just bursts into the door of a, of a military building like, you, get in your uniform. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> okay. all right. And he makes a comment on like um, how he used to love putting the uniform on, but one day he just... You can't even remember the day that he like just loathed it. Mm-hmm. He actually says, I wonder when I began to hate it. Yeah. And then my next note is Ant just called it Penis Town. Yeah. Did what I... did you call Penis Town? Junon Harbour, because it has the big gun. Oh. We also skipped something. Um, when you get to the top of that airport, you see the airship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really confused you. It's like, why is there an airship here? Yeah, what is this fishing village? Um, and the next thing you've got to do is you jo- to join the parade. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really like because, first of all, um, soldiers are like, here's how you do it. And then... there's a, there's Yeah, they just go and do it. And you're also late, so you have to sneak into the parade. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bit where um, you're actually watching the parade like on TV and you hear the commentators commenting about it. And I made such a mess of it because I was playing at this point. Um, they're like, I'll send that soldier a bomb or something. And they got a free grenade. Yeah, like... <laughs> 
where where did they get this guy? And then the other thing that happened that was quite interesting was we had a sort of an um, at the end of the parade you saw Rufus chewing out Heidegger um, and telling him to stop laughing. And one of the things he was saying was like, right, are we taking the airship to because Sephiroth's crossed the ocean. We did chase him, mm-hmm. and Heidegger's oh the airship's not ready. And Rufus is like, okay, what are, what are the helicopters? And he's like, oh no, the helicopters can't go that far. He's like, so are we taking the boat? And Heidegger's like, yeah, we're taking the boat. And you can just tell that Rufus is not impressed. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the head of his defense force. Like, the airship doesn't work, the helicopters don't work, it's like a boat. Um, Sucks to be you. And then because we were late, our group of soldiers has to go and um, see the president off at the boat, which is a great excuse for Cloud to sneak onto the boat. Mm-hmm. Also, throughout this entire section, we don't have a party. Like, we don't know where the others are, or even how they got up into the city. If yeah. they've even gone up to the city yet. So then, but then at this bit, you can kind of see them, like, peeking about. Well, not quite yet, because remember, I ran around the city for a while first and checked mm. out all the stores. Mm-hmm. So I told Abby about the one in, like, the one to 35 scale soldiers, which we found two of, and how they used to drive people crazy, because people thought they were one of 35 rather than one to 35 scale. Mm-hmm. And we also found a few interesting things. Um, we found Rude in a bar with a whole bunch of bold people. Yeah, I put the bold man club. <laughs> so I was like, what is this? And like, when you when you talk to Bolt, when you talk to Rudy, he's like, oh, you too? Um, like, and he's like, you've got to be yourself around us. And I'm not sure what they were alluding mm-hmm. to, but it was a bold man club. And they, then were, you, they were like, oh, take your outfit off. Yeah, that was it, because you're, you're in your military outfit. Um, and then you also find the rest of the Turks, you find Sang, Elena, and, um, I've forgotten his name. Sang, Elena, Rude. And the one that you beat up. Whose name? Oh, I've, I've, I can't believe I forgot, I forgot his name. Reno. Yeah. You find Reno at another bar that they've booked out for themselves while the ceremonies are going on. Um, and then we join Heidegger and... Well, you go back to the base. Is that where you find out about Hojo having disappeared? That's right. They mention that they're in trouble because Hojo has handed in his resignation. And ghosted. Just walked out. Um, and you spend a few minutes like practicing for the next bit. And they're like, oh, we need a victory pose for the end. And Cloud shows them his victory pose. Which they think is twirling a gun around in your head. Somehow. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And they think it's really, really cool. And then you go and kind of have to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like Dance Dance Revolution, <laughs> the, the Final Fantasy VII game. Anthony has just discovered Dance Dance Revolution. I've just discovered Dance Dance. For the first ever time after a fair amount of wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he now loves it. I love He's it. He's always like, oh, can we go find somewhere that has Dance Dance Revolution? <laughs> We've done it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> because he was really good at it the first time he played it. <laughs> when I was really drunk. Um, really drunk. Not only that, I was even drunker. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's he's now like, I love this. This is my new sport. I like it. It's really good fun. <laughs> except, except because we live in Australia, we can't find a dance dance revolution machine that has like any songs we know in it. Mm-hmm. It's all J-pop. We don't know any J-pop. <laughs> so we pick a song and it's like it might be easy. It might be like a million BPM. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a tangent. Um, what happens next? Yeah, you see some of the people sneak like on the boat peeping up. Like you see mm-hmm. Barrett, you see Red Thirteen, um, and you get a small prize for performing well in the Dance Dance Revolution. And you get on the boat. The boat leaves, and we found all of the party on the boat disguised. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk to talk, you talk to Tifa, and she had some interesting stuff to say. This is interesting because I wrote down like everything. Uh huh. I've rich, literally all I've written in this bit is Zumbo. Zumbo, really? Yep. You're getting a bit tired at this point. Um, so the only really interesting thing that happens in the boat up to where we stopped playing was Tifa has a long talk with you about like how she doesn't like the fact that she's wearing a Shindra uniform because it represents so much war and death mm-hmm. and how that she just doesn't support violence in that way at all. 
Um, and it was quite insightful. Like it was quite quite a deep bit of commentary from her. And then she says, "I look good in an outfit. Though. I look like it makes me look good, though, doesn't it?" <laughs> Way to go! And then we found Red Thirteen pretending to be a soldier on the roof of the boat. I loved that. That <laughs> was the best. And he's like, "I think my disguise works." And then he turns around, and it's the first time his model turns around, and you see his tail sticking out the back of the outfit. <laughs> and then that's when we saved the game and stopped. And that was the end of what we played through for this section. Um, and I stopped us there because I know what's about to happen, and I wanted to go in fresh for that. Um, so yeah. So that's us. As usual, thank you so much to those of you who have been supporting us. If you would like to give us a like on... Anything? Anything. Mm, like us on Twitter. Like us on Instagram. Like us on iTunes Music Podcast application. <laughs> Just wherever you get your podcast, we're probably there. As we you know, because you're listening to us. Yep. Um, let, let your friends know if you've got friends who like Final Fantasy 7 or excited for the remake later this year or just somebody that'll listen to any old random podcast yeah we're happy we'll take them we'll take your anyone's um, so if you want to follow us on Instagram well you can only follow me you can't follow Anthony so tough um, it's the Abby Wilson and then on Twitter we've got the, the show account which is Abby and Anthony at Abby and Anthony and I've got my own Twitter account which is at at will talk where at the moment I'm tweeting a lot about D&D because I'm really excited to run a new D&D game soon yeah that's yeah, it that's it thank you very much guys and we'll you'll hear from us next week yeah um, be nice to us internet <laughs> <laughs>